This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. Mark Howard's here with me. He sends me a text. You know, we do show prep, and he's he's like, I want to talk to you about the New Mexican president. And I was like, oh, man, what happened overnight? I heard about Texas, but is New Mexico no, seceding now, too? There's a whole, uh, a whole new movie about this coming out, and uh, it's it's... Fact-based movie. Fact-based, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's on planet. It's, I always it's love historical those. fiction. It's not out yet, and the history hasn't happened yet, but it's historical fiction. It's yep. called Civil War. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the preview for that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I always like when they say it's based on fact or based on, it's like what? It, it, was, on, it was on planet Earth. You know, everything <laughs> else was changed, <laughs> including the ent- entire storyline. No, but Mexico, th- that's the thing. Right now, uh, and, and welcome everyone. We're real happy to have you here uh, today. We got a busy program. Congressman Andy Biggs will give us an update here, mm-hmm. in just about an hour. Uh, so we're looking forward to him. We've I got to drill him when he gets on about Mayorkas. That's the, that's one of the topics he's like impeachment. Yeah, yeah he's like I got to get on and talk about Mayorkas. Um, you know, we're three years finally. It looks like it might finally be happening. Yeah, but even even if he gets impeached in the House, it's dead on arrival to the Senate. Are we not just wasting time, taxpayer money? Well, ask him about that because I think you impeach in the House and the Senate tries. Right. So the impeachment happens, obviously, but are they, yeah, is, are they going to, I guess, convict right. in the Senate? No, no, probably not. Trump was impeached twice, right? Yeah, very true. Very true. But should, should would that stop you, Mark? I mean, don't you think, hey, if this is truly an impeachable offense, which I think the guy has a lot of impeachable offenses, would... Don't you? Ha- aren't you duty bound to, to to proceed, even though you know? And, and ask ask Andy that next hour. I, I bet you'll say, yeah, it's probably going to be dying in the Senate. No, but should he still pursue it? I don't think so. I think it's honestly just <laughs> a way to uh, rile up the right. You know, get, keep them excited to go out and whoa, vote. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me there's politics involved? There's politics involved. <laughs> Anything that's dead on arrival, whether it's a bill or an impeachment <sighs> or whatever, why know. are we wasting our time? Can't we just get the – I mean, there's lots of business to be done. There it's is. It's not being but, done. But I still think it's important if the guy – if it's truly impeachable. If, let's let's ask him what are the – I want him to line out because I think we know, but let's say what are the impeachable offenses here mm-hmm. and, and bring up this very point. You know, why, why go after it? Why I think he'll have a good answer. No, and no. I, I think you should. So Look, he's part of the Biden administration. All of them are doing all kinds of bad things. Yeah, there's so many impeachable. They're going to impeach them all. Yeah, we're wasting time. If we don't like them, vote them out. But the problem is, <laughs> Americans voted them in. Uh, it's it's a sad day. Okay, we'll talk about that some more. I got some bills at the Arizona legislature we want to hit on too. You know, the housing the housing crisis, quote yeah. unquote, Christ, the housing crisis. So the legislature feels duty bound themselves to step in and fix the housing issues. So I want to get to that. Uh, U of A is having trouble financially. They so are. they say, really? yeah, Again. Big, big surprise. Oh, and uh, <laughs> if you uh, don't subscribe to talkwithjeff.com to get my um, you know, my news picks, which come out maybe once or twice a day, plus the podcast, plus the video of Carrie Lake yesterday. Check that out. Mm-hmm. I got a link to Rumble and YouTube on talkwithjeff.com. Subscribe. Just enter in your email address right when you get there. Please do it. Um, what was that company? The uh, Forest 
restoration. restoration company, I guess, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection on Monday. I was reading an article from Bloomberg. That's a big northern Arizona concern right there. Mm-hmm. Still in operation, but we'll get you all the details on that. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get an email in. Uh, text 877-9713-971. Hey, if you're thinking about selling your home, call my good friend Kelly Broaddus with the Broaddus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. She turns challenging situations into five-star solutions time and time again. Um, You've heard the stories. You've heard her, the the people that have sold homes through. I, I got one that's been their third time now selling a home through Kelly Broaddus. So you've, you've dealt, you've had interactions with Kelly yeah, she's as well. Yeah. yeah. So she does, she does a really good job and like she, she puts a lot into these to make sure you get top dollar advertising, um, you know, brings in her full team, brings in whole, all of her years of experience. Call Kelly Broaddus right now, 888-446-5602, 888-446-5602, or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. You can get your valuation right there instantly. You don't even have to talk to an agent, uh, plus get more information about Kelly Broaddus, northernarizonafinehomes.com. All right, let's um, let's just work through this. There's so much here. <clears throat> um, here's a quote from Biden, because I want to get your take on the presidential election and the, the, the selection process we're currently in the middle of, which is kind of pointless, too. I, I, I'm kind of with you as far as sometimes things are a waste of time. Let's, can we just have the election next week? Why even have the election? Look, Biden's going to be president again. <laughs> you, you, did you not eat your Cheerio or your, your Wheaties this morning, man? <laughs> yeah. I was listening to uh, the Ben Shapiro show, which I don't do a lot, yeah. but he made a really good point. He's like, Trump cannot shut up. Yeah. If he would just shut up, he'd win. But he just constantly... He, he's not going to. He's not going to. <clears throat> he just keeps saying things that distance the center and the center-left voters that he might, he needs. He can't. He's got the right. The extreme right, the, the 40% Not of the right. Not even the extreme right, just the right in, in The general. right. He's got that third. You've talked about the third. The third. The, yeah. the 40% that are <clears throat> always going to vote Republican, even if the guy is dead, <laughs> they still vote for him. <laughs> We've seen cases like that before. Right? But yeah, and yeah. this has actually happened. People, Dead people have gotten elected. Yeah. But uh, Ironically it, enough, they do a better job than some of the living people. But anyway, <laughs> go on. Which is nothing. <laughs> But he needs that 20. It's the 20% in the middle that he's got to appeal to. And he's not. He's distancing those people again. And he's got to appeal to them. Okay. That 20% in the middle. We've talked about this before. One, they, they're sick of Trump's personality. They don't like that. They might like his policies. They don't like his personality. And as long as he doesn't just shut his mouth, he's just losing voters. I don't really care what, I mean, I'm with that third that just, I don't care what he says because that's him. And I, I, I care more about the results. I don't get, I care more about policy too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, okay. First of all, the third, the Democrats, the left, obviously never vote for him. That third in the middle of the independence that you always talk about, yep. that's who swings these elections. So you don't want to irritate, you want to irritate them as the least amount as possible. Right. So you can hopefully shave off enough votes and eke out a small win. That's what either side that's is hoping for at this point. Yep. Right. Um, but I don't understand that group of people that just, like are like okay trump's trump okay shut up already we i know biden's an idiot he's he's um suffering from old age he he's can't string sentences together i can't vote for this guy this guy is is just mentally incompetent to hold the position of president of the united states so why can't they why i think that i think you may be wrong because i think there might be enough in that third middle category that just says uh, i can't stand trump yeah he never shuts up but I just, I can't good conscience vote for a guy who's mentally incompetent going forward. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? Do I have too much hope in, um, you know, the American electorate? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, you do. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Most voters remain uninformed. 
That's a fact. Well, yeah, the 30-second yeah. clip, yeah. 30-second clip. <clears throat> that center, and it's more like 20%. When we look at, we go back to Reagan days. Even Reagan, he won 49 out of the 50 states, and he still got less than 60% of the vote nationally. Yeah. So it's, it's there's always 40% that are going Democrat, always 40% Republicans, that middle 20. And every time Trump opens his mouth, he's getting one more sit-on-their-butt Democrat voter who'd rather watch Cheetos, eat Cheetos and watch, you know, soap operas. He gets them off their butt. It's not a bad life decision, I guess, at this point. To get up to the table and <laughs> fill out their mail-in ballot, you know. Yeah. Trump pisses off enough people on the left that he's, he's bringing out more people on the left to vote. And we saw this in the last election. Biden got, and you can claim election fraud, but he got 80 million votes. The record, I mean, that was the most votes ever by a lot. And most of those came out not because Biden... Is, he might not, you know, he didn't even have his money. No, nobody, nobody then. voted for Biden. Nobody voted for yeah, Biden. Nobody. They voted against Trump. 80 I, million people. Let me take that back. I mean, there were some people that were like, yeah, but that was a very small amount. Very small. Um, but how can you deny the turmoil that this guy has created? Well, how can you deny? I'm talking about Biden. Yeah, yeah. How can you deny? I mean, you may not like Trump, but I don't get voting for Biden when Trump did have results. You may not agree with everything he did. You may hate what he says. But would, and this is a question for Congressman Biggs next hour as well, what's going on in the Middle East, the Jordan attack that happened, the drone attack, yep. um, where three soldiers died yesterday or, or Sunday. Uh, I don't think that would have happened under Trump. I don't think the world would be as unstable under Trump. Uh, you name it. Things were much different, much more stable. You cannot like the guy, but how could you, as a responsible voter, just because you don't like someone's tweets or whatever, if he's even doing that, just what he says. I, I don't get it. That's it to me is just intellectually moronic of people to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say this about that, that attack and the other attacks. It's not that the Amer- American military is any weaker. I mean, the generals stay, the colonels stay, the majors stay. All those people don't change from president to pe- president. The American military stays the same. But the difference is the president projects an image of weakness or strength. Well, to our adversaries. To our adversaries. Of course. Of course. Trump projected strength. Yeah. Biden projects weakness. And when you project weakness, then the adversaries start doing something. Yeah. It's not that our military has changed. No, I don't want people to think that I'm saying, oh, our, our uh, you know, the servicemen and women who service our, our country have, have changed dramatically. You can argue, though, that there's been some change at the top, the Pentagon, you know, the, the, the top people. There might be some people, and, and paper pushers. That yeah, are, they're filtering yeah. people in that are bringing the DEI woke stuff into the military. Yep. I don't think that's had enough time to infiltrate every level, but I don't know. I'm not there, Mark. I don't. I don't know what's going on, yep. but as far as the core people that are there, I think, you know, they serve for, for the same reasons they've been serving the country for centuries. They love America. Yeah, exactly. And, yep. um, I, I don't think that's changed, so, but it, you're right. It's the top. It's the projection of weakness that the, our adversaries, whether president Xi or president Putin or the mullahs in Iran or you name it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like this guy's a pushover. This is this guy's moronic. So and yeah, it's not just of Biden. course it's, it's his it's whole cabinet all around him. The top leadership is yep. is the problem. It's not the rank and file. I don't want anyone to think. Of it. Check this quote out, um, just to show you how weak this guy is. It's a little off from the, the military side, but it has to do with the border, which probably needs to be militarized at this point with with what's yeah. going on. But he, you know, there's this debate going on. Another conversation we're going to have with Andy Biggs is the the budget um, or the funding of. The bo- not the funding of the border. The, the, the border should be funded already, right? I mean, geez, how much money have they funded? The laws are already there to enforce the enforcement of the border, the stopping the pouring in of millions of illegals all the time. Biden continues to try to push in the Ukraine funding. It's like, okay, we will do the border, but you got to give me my 80 
what is it, eighty billion? That's or whatever. Right, you got to give me my eighty billion you, before I address America. The border, Ukraine and Israel are not related. They should not be tied together. It no, be three different well, bills. Uh, border, Ukraine, Israel, anything should. That's three bills. Yes, there, there's another funding that they were working on. But yeah, it's <laughs> endless. Matter. Each one, each should one not, should be stand on its own yep. merits. I mean, you have to look at it and say, well, we have eighty billion here. We've got ten. You got to add them up. Somebody's got to be. You got to run the budget numbers. On it. Yeah, sure. yeah. So here's what he said. A bipartisan bill would be good for America. This is Biden. A bipartisan bill would be good for America and help fix our broken immigration system and allow speedy access for those who deserve to be here. And Congress needs to get it done. Well, deserve to be here is by whose definition? <laughs> right. You know, Biden probably thinks and his handlers. Okay. I gotta, everybody deserves to be gotta, here. There's more to this quote, but okay, go on. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. And then he said, it also give the, the, you know, the agreement with the, for the border and the Ukraine funding. Package together. It'll also give me, as president, the emergency authority to shut down the border until it could get back under control. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. Okay. What Are you did, kidding me? What does he mean by shut down the border? Lukeville, yeah, border yes. crossings? Are we talking, is that what we mean by shut down the border? Shut, shut down it the, so you can't go to a resort in Rocky Point? Yeah, the ports yeah. of entry? Yeah. No, I do not want any president, any president to have power to shut the ports of entry, especially to American citizens, which is exactly what Biden did yeah. at Lukeville. No, I he agree said with you. Americans can't go out. Americans can't go in. I don't want Trump shutting it down. I don't want Nobody. Biden shutting it down. What I do want them shutting down is the, not the legal access points. Those are controlled choke points. The yep. illegal, the rest of, so you've got this little, um, you know, 100 yard wide opening where there's car lanes going through and there's a bunch of border patrol agents and gates and those things you run over that pop your tires. Yeah. You can't get through that. No, I mean, and nobody's trying. Yeah, nobody's, it's, it's everything to the right and left of that until you get to the next legal opening that is the problem. Not, uh, what's he talking about? I, I want to be able to shut the border down right now. Okay, can we just, can we look at this in a totally different way? Okay. Here's, here's Mark's idea. Open the border wide open and simply charge people to come in. Look. The, <laughs> Take the coyote money. The people, of yes. The people are paying the coyotes up to $8,000. It's up to 15 now. Even I don't know where they're. $15,000. Can we just say, all right, you want to come to America? Give us the 15000 Come on in. Why <laughs> yeah. give it to the coyotes? Give it to us. Yeah. If a million people came in and you took 15000 from each you, one. You mean, do, do you have the math on that? $15 billion. Okay. All right. So there you go. You can. A million people at a $15,000. You're you going to have, like Trump said, have them pay for the border wall? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a better idea. I have a better idea. I, the hands across the border. I, I think all American citizens should go down, hold hands all the way across the border and make a human wall. And then we should all step over into Mexico illegally and then come back to the U.S. and see if they let us back in. <laughs> I think they would decline us entry and say, oh, no, you're, you're illegal, Mark. You, you can't you can't get through here. You know, all this all this is just a distraction. I mean, the real problem is Canadians. Yeah, those Canadians keep coming. We've got a drill. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of bring their socialist ways. I say that tongue in cheek, but uh, a lot of the fentanyl is actually coming in the northern border too. Is it coming? And, well, and that's even bigger. Yeah, and it's a huge and, border, and it's, and wide, it's wide open. Oh, it's just like you wouldn't even know in most spots, right, right? That you're driving across. And a lot of the terrorists are coming in through the Canadian yeah. border. The Canadians let a lot of the terrorists, the refugees. Yeah, yeah, they're like get 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 out of here, go on down the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but this statement from Biden. This was over the weekend. 
that he would shut it down. That it's like he's a border hawk all of a sudden. It's like, okay, we'll do it. You are every law is in place to stop illegal aliens right now. Mm. It's all there. It's already codified. It's already con- you know put into law by Congress. There's already executive orders on this and that. And this guy's acting like, oh, I just need I just need this funding and then and this language in the law. And then yeah, we'll get the border under control. Wink, wink. No, yeah, Give Biden's blah 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 blah. But if we look yeah. back, the day he took office. The floodgates opened with illegal of immigration. He, the message was sent out. It was sent out, and they yeah. just came in droves and droves. And I'm not against good immigration. I'm against drug dealers. I'm against criminals coming into the country. If you're coming to this country and you want to be an American, yeah, which learn is, our language, which they're not doing, right work now. hard. Yeah, we need you. We yeah. have an you know, well, go to a hospital nowadays, and you know about this. I mean, the amount of the nurses that are short and this and that. Oh, yeah. And um, I mean, well, you having trouble hiring people? I mean, tried to hire people in the construction industry. Yep. You name it, it's hard to find restaurants. It's hard to find people. Um, I'm all for legal immigration. I'm also for uh, specific immigration. We need this. Look, this is yeah. This is our country. This ain't no free. Just come on in. It Here's is a skill set we yeah, lack. This you is have it, hey, come on. I, look. That's fine if every once in a while we got a situation in the world and it's like, okay, um, we are going to take some people and we want to help this horrible situation that's going on. Okay, we're compassionate, right? But generally speaking, we're a nation that, hey, we need this. We, us, it's our country. Yep. We have a shortage of nurses, skilled nurses. And so we're, you know, if you have those skills, we're taking in 50,000 people this year, whatever, whatever they come up with. Mm -hmm. Not just this free for all. You know, just bring us everybody. We don't care. No, a great example is, you know, my folks are retired and they're getting to that age where they need in-house care, yeah. helpers, and uh, they just can't find people. There's just no people to come in. And it's, it's like, if you have that skill set of being able to take care of people at home. Yeah. With this aging population in America? Yes. And yeah. it's going to get worse. It's right. going to get worse. So, all right. Love to hear from your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, hey, if you uh, want to save some money on your on your smartphone, you've uh, got a broken, you know, cracked screen, charging port problems, the battery is the big one. Believe it or not, it's amazing. We're finding this out this winter, all those cars that have electric cars when it, we had that bad cold snap a few weeks ago. Huh, it didn't work. They weren't working right. Yeah, batteries just don't work. Good. Yeah, but yeah. as your battery gets older too, the cold just zaps it really fast. Just wireless can get a brand new battery in your smartphone, your existing smartphone, save you a bunch of money. Plus, they have a great line of refurbished phones at Just Wireless, uh, right there in West Flagstaff on Milton Avenue as I seventeen comes into town. Uh, plus, check out all their great stuff at JustWirelessAZ.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. You're looking for new blind shutters or shades? Call my good friends at the Blind Brothers. They've got tons of experience, and they can get you blinds anywhere in northern central Arizona, your Prescott area, Flagstaff, Verde Valley. Call them up. That's what Angela and I did last year. Great new blinds. And plus, do the installation. Mention the Jeff Orbit Show. Get half-off installation in addition to any other advertised specials. Call the Blind Brothers right now at 928-634-2423, 928-634-2423, or go to theblindbrothers.com. All 
to other problems, Mark. <laughs> Mark Howitt's here with me. Well, the, the university's in Arizona, right? I mean... Has any university ever gone to the legislature and said, hey, we've got too much money this year. <laughs> take Maybe it back. take it back. Take it back. I'm sorry. Actually, has any department ever done that? Yeah. Well, and just, this is the problem with other people's money. Nobody cares. Nobody it's like, cares. It's like you get a rental car and it's like, you, you know... <laughs> the rental cars get the crap beat out of them. Yes. You know, because it's just like there's no ownership there. I mean, the rental, the company that owns it cares. Right. But I care about it, our tax dollars. I don't buy company trucks. Yeah, because you know they were just, it's just probably some workers just like, ah, I'm not my truck yet. No, Throw I'm it not, in there. I'm care. not sure how to give a worker <laughs> a credit to go pay for his own truck. That, that's a good point. No. Yeah. And then it's, but anyway, so um, years in the making is the headline. You know, um, that's from the Republic. U of A faces budget cuts, layoffs to fix financial crisis. Everything's a crisis nowadays. Crisis. <laughs> I guess they're operating 177 million, this University of Arizona, $177 million deficit. How do you do that? I mean, don't they have bean counters that aren't they? Wait a second. Wait a second. Aren't, aren't these universities, Mark, educating people to go out and do like accounting and, you know, different financial things and uh, become, you know, financial forecasters and this and that? Okay. I, I'm not you know, having a lot of faith here. Jeff, real quick. Yeah. Uh, when I started NEU back in 1997, mm-hmm. tuition for a full semester, 750, so 1500 a year. Do you know what tuition is today? 10? It's 13275 It's okay. almost... That's for the full year? For the full year. So yeah, yeah. almost 10 times what yeah. it was yeah. 27 years ago. You know why? Good question. The government. The government. No, it's, just, it's because it's backed up by the taxpayers. So just as housing, and everybody's trying to fix housing right now, the housing crisis, the, 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 the politicians, that's the big buzzword, the selection cycles, mm-hmm. going to fix the housing crisis. They cause the housing crisis because... We have the Federal Reserve. We have the federal government backing up. Uh, with Federal Reserve making artificially low interest rates for decades. We've got the, 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 the Fed backing up loans, right, Yep. on the housing side. So all of a sudden, it's like the risk is gone. So people, they just hand out loans like crazy. So there's more uh, money out there chasing fewer houses. Same thing with university. They The government started backing up all these loans. And they started, not only that, but in Arizona, how much money comes from the taxpayers? We, the taxpayers, to fund these universities. Right. So it's just like nobody cares anymore. So it's like, yeah, get more people, build these big buildings. And now we charge, what did you say, seven fifty, fifteen hundred to... No, no. In 94, now it's 13,000. Yeah, over 13,000. So they they artificially drove that price up because they told everyone to go, so there's more people. Yeah, and and after that, we can talk about fees they've implemented on top of that. You know, Isabel goes... And right. they've, she's got these fees for like the medical place that she doesn't use the green fee or the, you know, the, my this favorite, fee and that fee. My favorite fee at NEU is if you're going to have a car, there's a $500, it may be more now, but $500 parking fee. But if you don't pay that, then you automatically have to pay, I think it's a $50 fee for not having a car. No, I didn't see that one. And that in theory is you're riding the bus. Yeah. But what if you're just walking, you're still, you're paying, you're going to pay for a car or a bus, even if you just decide yeah. to walk. And the parking's ridiculous. No, but, but this is what happens when the government backs all this stuff mm-hmm. up because there's, there's no risk. Nobody cares. So no. then now they're facing, you know what? Fine. Five, five to 15. And it's like, come on, narrow that number a little bit. Five to 15% budget cuts. According to, um, uh, Tucson.com layoffs coming was another headline. Okay. Fi- cut, cut it 15%, cut it 20%. Who cares? Did cut you, it more. Now I, I've been in Northern Arizona for a long time and NAU used to have a rec center and a pool and yeah, tennis courts. They have a pool still. They got this new, oh, that brand new pool. Yeah. That, that new for the Olympic. Yeah, yeah. You probably can't swim there, but well, you can pay. Okay. Pay swim there. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah. fancy tennis courts, a beautiful rec center with an escalator. I don't know why a rec center would have an escalator. Aren't you there to work out? But anyway. No, you, you, you work out on a machine. Does any of that contribute to higher education? No. It's fun. Yeah. It's an amenity. But it's money spent. It's, it's yeah. taxpayer it's, or tuition money spent, yeah. not spent on education. Yeah. Look, this is what happens when you let theoretical practitioners, professors and stuff, people who have just been in the system. Look, I, I, I don't know who's running the show at these places, but I would bet that they were born and that they went to the government school throughout, you know, elementary to high school. And then they went to the government college and these then they are went 60 years old and yeah. from five years old to 60. Yeah. They have been in the system. They've been in the system. So how the heck, did, how, why would you expect them to be able to run anything that, and that the outcome wouldn't be a big deficit and financial problems? No. And there's no risk. Yeah. You know, as a business owner, there's risk for me. So I make sure that I'm yeah, you're really, really careful all the right. time. All right. Hang tight. More to come. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, Mark Howard here with me. Uh, we've got Congressman Andy Biggs in about a half hour or so. Um, we're going to talk about what's going on at the border. Going to talk about the Mayorkas and Mark's flaming at that one. Huh. Don't, don't, let's make you know. Be ask some tough questions, but let's make sure Andy comes back. I like <laughs> I like Andy a lot. He's one of our. He's one of the best representatives in Congress. He, he really is. He spent more time on this show than than just about any other congressional uh, guest I've had, or even legislative. I mean, he'll stand up for what is right. Yeah, even when it makes him look bad. Yeah, he he's fine. He's fine standing alone out there. I like that. You know, and and I've talked to him. Um, on the show and, and privately as well, and ask him, hey, you know, it's pretty tough. Hey, you tell it's tough. So there's yeah. been there's been some weeks where it's like, oof, it's a lonely, lonely position. Anyway, stick around for Congressman Andy Biggs. Um, if you subscribe to TalkWithJeff.com, you would have saw my story here on uh, Restoration Forest products, and I can't really take credit for this because I was flipping through like Bloomberg in the street, and they're reporting on this, and um, mm. and uh, you know looked into for Restoration Forest products a bit more. I guess it was founded in what two thousand and eight. Arizona, it's like an Arizona company, and well, it's, yeah, it's, it's northern Arizona. It's look okay. So they've declared um, they filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. So that's the one that protects you from the creditors. Um, apparently they've, I've heard from 140 to $200 uh, million dollars in bonds that their one article said they're, you know, the bondholders are circling around. They're like, they want the money, right? Uh, the bondholder, you see bonds are first. People think like stocks, uh, the bondholders, those are first in line to get the money back or to dissolve assets, machinery, equipment, you know, Which sell things off. Chapter 11 protects that. It's, chapter 11 protects that. So they filed for it. doesn't mean the judge is going to grant it, but I, I think it's probably likely. So uh, Restoration Forest Products, um, they have been building a facility out of Belmont 
um, to take the small diameter and all the lumber in northern Arizona and um, do do you know do do lumber products and then what biomass things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a big operation, you know, um, hey, but they got $367 million in debt. We have the largest continuous ponderosa pine forest in the world. Yeah. Logging forestry products should work here. It should, but it just hasn't. It used to. It used to. I mean, we used to have a mill. I mean, you know the place in Flagstaff called the Sawmill? Yeah, that was like that was a sawmill, <laughs> you know. And, and um, people um, moved here from around the country. Yeah, yeah. To work the trains there. would come in, yeah. and um, but they were taking the kind of old growth, bigger diameter stuff back then. Uh, now we got all these little twigs everywhere, and it's it's hard. There's still bigger stuff, but it's, it's a lot harder to get the big stuff because what people want thinned out is the, the small stuff, the real fire risk. Yeah, and the people like the you know the big old red ponderosa pine trees. People are like, oh, I got to save that one. It's huge. But the yeah. reality is, it's like corn or any other crop. Once it's matured, it's time to cut it down and turn it into wood planks. Yeah, well, I don't even mind saving, like, and they've, oh. they've got, okay, I will give the National Forest Service um, a lot of credit in the chain. Maybe it's not even them, it's the policymakers. They had a century of fire suppression that they were doing. And that mm-hmm. mentality has really changed the last decade. And, uh, and you know, those guys out there working in, 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 in the, like the hot shots and working for the national force. I mean, you know, you're once again, you're on the ground people They're That's a vital thing, man. They're busting butt out there and, and trying to do something. Yep. And the intentions of what's called the four fry product uh, project, which is the four forest restoration. Make sure you get initiative. the four forest restoration <laughs> initiative. It's the Coconino, Apache, Sikris, Tonto and Kaibab forests And, you know, everybody tried to come together and, hey, let's figure out a way to thin this and get product out of it and hopefully make and turn a profit yep. and, and thin it. But it's, what did you say, largest contiguous for, national forest uh, mm-hmm. or um, ponderous. ponderous forest in the, yep. in the world. It's, it's, th- th- Mark, I get a kick out of this. When people talk about, like, there's no more op- open space and they <laughs> talk about, um, you know, we can't have a house here or there or the other thing, just drive from, like, I don't know, get off like in Williams and come around the backside of the peaks, you know, 180 there. Mm-hmm. Then keep going through Flag, then go down Lake Mary Road, then start heading over to Payson, then start heading over to the White Mountains. It is v- vast. <laughs> vast would be the word. And it's untouched and unspoiled in most places. Yeah. And people still hate clear cutting. I mean, the left ran yeah. the forest thing for a long time. Yeah. You know, they basically say tree hugging yeah. and all that nonsense. Don't cut nothing. And it all burns down. You've got to look like you got to look at trees as crops, and you've got to be willing to harvest like crops to make it profitable. I love the forest, and I don't want to see it all wiped out. Yeah, but it's getting wiped out by fires, and not only is the forest getting wiped out, we're losing human life. No, I mean you look at the Yarnell fire, yeah, disaster. Nineteen firefighters lost their lives. Yeah. I believe it was it's tragic. Tragic. If the forest had been properly maintained, we wouldn't have these kind of tragedies. Mm-hmm. It's I because agree. of years, decades. Of the left running the forest. Yeah. And I said this before. Now they want to run the whole climate. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to. Yeah. It's not good. For just you. manage. And although the uh, those three national forests are huge and vast. I'll use that mm-hmm. word once again. In the grand scale of the entire earth, it's a tiny, tiny speck. It is. And these people want to run the entire, not economy. Okay. Okay. The people that are running the U of A show that we were just talking about. And this is just one institution that's in trouble of many in this country. They can't run that one place, but they churn out graduates and become professors that come up with policies and theories that are going to run the entire world's financial system. Okay, great. And same thing with the the left and, you know, uh, climate change. They can't even run a little corner of, of northern Arizona, basically. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. So anyway, 
Um, it's 2.4 million acres, I guess, that the Four Fry was charged with thinning um, in collaboration with, with groups like the Restoration Forest, uh, I keep forgetting, the Restoration Forest Products. Mm-hmm. So they filed for Chapter 11 protection. And um, a new group has stepped in, and they just funneled in. They gave them a ninety-five million dollar loan. I guess they are called. What happened to that name? In, this is what would you be called? Invesco. Invesco, right? This is gonna this is gonna turn out great. Anyway, um, Invesco, which has like um, operations in twenty four, twenty six countries. I was reading, looking them up. A big. It's a big company. Yeah. So they're making a play to to basically take control. They would get if the bankruptcy court agrees. They would get control of the company, and they're already putting the money up there. Um, what I'm reading, what I read in, um, what did I say that one was, Bloomberg, mm-hmm. was that the Belmont facility they're building out there is still on target to open up, and they're still expected to continue operation during the bankruptcy yeah. process. So, they're still yeah, hiring they're still, going. Yeah. they're still going. Yeah, you heard that. So yeah. I don't think that'll change, but it's not a good sign. And what's a local kind of region or, or northern Arizona company that their intentions were probably very, very good. I, I, I don't doubt that at all. But the reality is the financial side of this doesn't make sense. I read one article. He was comparing it to a shoe company. He was saying this particular shoe company like gave away a pair for everyone they sold, right? which sounds great, but they went out of business. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, yeah, and the forests are really a funny thing because we're actually, as taxpayers, funding a lot of these companies to come in and do the thinning. Yeah, I don't know how it, this structure works. It's so unprofitable. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm in the construction industry. A lot of our lumber actually comes from Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and because so, it's, it's, you want to talk about vast. vast. <laughs> <laughs> and they're willing to cut trees down a little more aggressively than we are. And, uh, you know, why, do, why are we living in the largest continuous ponderosa pine forest and bringing in our lumber, not from here locally, but from Canada? Yeah, but. By train? I mean. You know, the difference is here, if you, you've been in the Northwest. Sure. And I've been up into Vancouver and stuff. haven't been into the real vast part. I will, though, soon. You can chop them down. They grow pretty quick. It's, it's very wet. wet. These trees yeah. take a long time to reach that maturity. And I don't know about, like, I don't go to Home Depot and see, or wherever you get your lumber, I don't see, um, you know, Ponderosa. You I, I don't <laughs> notice Ponderosa two-by-fours. It's, it's like Doug fir. What's Doug another fir. one? That's that's the primary one. Yeah, and, they, and, and they grow them in the, in the southeast. It's huge, too. South, yeah, uh, basically huge forest farms yep. where... I don't know what the t- I, I just don't know, but I would imagine it takes a heck of a lot longer to grow a, a tree in northern Arizona. Yeah, it's um, than it does any of these other places. So, again, it, it goes back to viability. If you're a, a logger and someone making two by fours, you'd probably be in the southeast, the northwest, or Canada. Right, right. Because you can cut the tree down; and it grows back really fast, especially yeah. southern yellow pine. Yeah. Southeast. What can you use the st- ponderosa for? Yeah, all the same stuff. You can build, you know, houses out of it. And they used to. A lot of the old okay. homes in Flagstaff. Well, I, you know what? I've, you've gutted and I've gutted homes and I get old growth pine. Oh, yeah. You know, the true, you know what, you know, like a two by four, but it's two. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, it's bigger than the two by four. Yeah, right it's now. not. It's actually a true two by four. And you're like, I, I actually um, would strip that wood out and not use it for construction. I save it for um, like furniture and shelves and things sure. like that. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's great when you can find it. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't think they'll ever get control of this, though, Mark. No, because I don't think so. Well, you know, I was just uh, on the um, Arizona legislature site, and so we're coming up against the introduction of new bills deadline. So next Monday that's it. is the last day to introduce new bills. As of today, 1,457 bills introduced for this session. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus another 104 memorials, resolutions, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we're going to hit that. You know, sixteen, seventeen hundred is they're scrambling by Monday to introduce their 
Yeah, we got we got a memorial I'll talk about next hour after Congressman Biggs, the victims of communism bill, which was like a a day to, you know, another day, which I get. I don't mind having this, but I I don't I've always said we don't need another day. It's actually introduced by um, uh, Speaker Ben Toma, Mm -hmm. who actually his family fled Romania. And the the co-sponsor is um, one. I'm I'm always going to pronounce his name wrong. I'm going to get this right. He's out of he's out of um, out of Prescott. He was on the show just uh, Quan Win, Representative okay. Quan Win, who his family escaped from Vietnam, com- Vietnamese com- communism. Sure. So I don't mind doing that, but I, I don't know if we need any more days. No, I think, we, and honestly, I think I'm holding off on days. Yeah, we don't need all that stuff. You know, the 1,457 bills, a fraction are going to make it. Yeah, what do you think? Three or four hundred? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. A lot of them are fixing language. A lot of them are going to be minor changes. There's going to be some big ones in there, but the real concern is uh, the budget bill. Which yeah. will be introduced, rejected by Hobbs, amended, rejected by Hobbs, amended again. Until she gets what? Until she gets something. And, you know, I think... What is that something, Mark? I think STOs are on the table, based on our conversation uh, last time with... Um, we had uh, Representative uh, Cook out of Cook, Below, yep. yeah, from LD7. Cook, yep. uh, uh, STO, real quick. STO, State uh, Tuition Organization Tax yeah. Credits. There's two levels. There's the personal one. So me or you could give money uh, to, you know, Flagstaff Christian School or one of these other private schools. And then that becomes a credit off our taxes. If we give 1000 to the school, we get 1000 off our taxes. Okay. It's a nice system to fund. Personal side. Personal side. Okay. There's also a corporate side. And uh, Representative Cook, when he first started the interview with us last, I think it was last week, uh, mentioned that he thinks we can get rid of the corporate STOs now. So he's basically saying, we're going to give up the STOs, given Hobbs part of what she wants. Um, that's already on the table. And we're, we haven't, the budget discussion is not even that far along yet. If they're already willing to give no, up that. it's already that, on the table. What else what is else on is the table as well? Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, so these corporations that may have given money and the schools that rely on it, more for a general fund rather than an individual student, although they could take it from their general fund and say, distribute, as distribute hey, this kid needs help. They could only come up with half the money for tuition. Let's help. Yep. Let's help Johnny out over here or whoever. Yeah. And I, the left is always saying, oh, the you know, people can't afford, the poor can't afford private schools. Well, the STOs make it affordable for the poor if they can't afford it with the ESA, yeah. which actually the ESA covers a lot of private schools. But if they can't, the STO comes in, the state tuition organization, tax credits, and gives enough money so that even if you don't have enough money as a parent to send your kid to private school. Now you do help you out there. Helps you out. So you think that's the negotiate because they're going to, the right, the le- the right, the, cons- the, the Republicans are going to have to give something when you only have one vote and the governor has to ultimately sign on it. Yep. And she has made it that she don't, she don't like the private schools. She thinks every kid should go to the public school, no matter how bad they may be mm-hmm. that in order to get their stuff through and to protect the ESAs and who knows what else they're going to have to give. They're going to have to give. Yeah, Hobbs has already said she wants to destroy the ESA and, she won't get and that, the STOs. But I hope she doesn't get that. I, uh, I think she's going to get one or the other. And it only, like we've said before, there's only one seat majority in both houses of Republicans. Yeah, so one flips, and then they get what they want for their district so they can get reelected. Yep. And all of a sudden, the, 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 the change fall. Last week, last year, they held it together. I'm not sure about this year. We shall see. All right, hey, um, I've been buying physical gold and silver for... 20 years, 25 years, man, I was buying silver when it was five bucks an ounce. You remember four or five I, bucks? Do you remember that? 80s. Yeah. And then at one point um, we got into, I think me and Angela, maybe we we're buying a house or something. Right. And I, I think I, I was, I guess up to 12 bucks. 
right? So high. Took some profit, and then it's almost double that. Then I kind of got back in when <laughs> it was in the ten to thirteen range at one at another point, and that's like twenty five. I don't know what it's going to do. I just you know from my experience, it's like you hold it and it's like an insurance policy, and you forget about it and you securely store it. Desert Gold Exchange is a place where I buy my physical gold and silver from. Uh, Justin and his family run company. They keep that overhead low. They pass the savings on to you. They have a guarantee here on the lowest commissions that you're going to find, lowest fees and commissions. So give them a call if you're thinking about getting into physical gold and silver, or maybe you're already there and you're looking for a great Arizona-based company, 888-852-4343, 888-852-4343, or go to desertgoldexchange.com. That's desertgoldexchange.com. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show I met a few listeners today when i was out and about with angela i'm gonna wait till i think angela's on the program tomorrow to share a couple cool stories it's always interesting when, when you run into people and I always appreciate, you know, meeting people. It's, it's really fun. Um, but I forgot a few people's names and I did write down one. I tried to right away. <laughs> Steph, hey, shout out to Stephanie. It was cool seeing you today. And thanks for listening for all these years. Um, Sportsman's Bar and Grill, great place to go get some great, what is it, Taco Tuesday right now? Great tacos, shrimp. You get the fish tacos. I love those. Carnita steak, chicken. Uh, it's also a um, great deal on drink specials right now at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Don't forget tomorrow, starting at lunchtime, you got Wing Wednesday, so half price wings. Great deal there. Um, although I'm off the spice. We'll talk about that next hour. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I've, I've reduced my spice intake. Go to Sportsman's just north of downtown Flagstaff. Plenty of parking right there in the Bash's Shopping Center. No, he's getting heart. I, I cut it out like three weeks ago, and the, the heartburn thing has helped out tremendously. I don't know. Boy, you're gotta, in medical no, no, health. But. You've got to step up your game. <laughs> you got to, if the spicy food's bothering you, you got to go to the next level of hotter. No, spicy. I tried that. I tried like adding it. You know, it's just like the theory of like you, you, you had too many beers the night before. <laughs> no, I don't so think this, I don't, I don't think this works. <laughs> it's like a Johnny Cash song here. No, it's, uh, th- that is, that has helped dramatically. So like when I get the tacos at Taco Tuesday, I'm just like, I'm, I'm eating it. Um, uh, what would you call that? non-spice you know i'm not i'm not dripping anything on there yeah so (laughs) i had a a bad bad incident of that recently one of the guys i work with is from mexico yeah and uh he got me eating the uh, habanero salsa oh they'll they'll put it on i went to a baseball game in mexico once and they're like serving all kinds of and everything comes with you you dump a bunch of sauce on them everything (laughs) everything all right next hour congressman andy biggs joins us plus we'll get into some more bills down at the arizona legislature don't go anywhere hang tight back in just a few minutes
Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orr Show. Portions of the show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. This portion of the show is brought to you by my good friends at Timberline Firearms and Training. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. Welcome back. Hour two of the show. Mark Howitz here with me. We've got uh, Congressman Andy Biggs, who's walking and talking. Busy day there in D.C. How you doing, Congressman? I'm doing all right, Jeff. Thanks. If you get out of breath, I just wanted to let people know, you know, that you're walking. You got you got a busy, busy time at the Capitol. Um, okay, update us on the attack in Jordan. Three servicemen and women dead. Um, what's going on, Andy? Well, so far, um, the administration has not um, asked for any authorities to do anything, nor have they uh, uh, indicated what they're going to do, um, except for they have strained this notion of, of potentially um, basically setting off the, the fireworks to World War Three, and we're trying to get some kind of uh, a measured response where we where we do something to deter these guys, but at the same time, um, we don't we don't um, see this thing escalate where you have total destabilization of the Middle East. Don't forget that in the middle of this whole Biden administration, you you have all these people who are pro Palestinian, pro Palestinian, pro um, Hamas. Uh, remember they they walked out. They staged a walkout of the White House. They yeah. protested Joe Biden, all that. So, so he's getting some bad advice internally as well. Okay, so you're you're of the let's not go to World War Three. Let's not let's not do what some of your Senate colleagues were saying. Um, you know, two hours after this happened, which is let's start lobbing bombs and missiles and targets into Iran. Um, but let's have a measured response. You are for a response, though, Congressman Biggs, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, you know, who had always had the right response on this was the previous ex- uh, chief executive, Donald Trump. And he did he did this great, um, uh, very tight um, sanctions against the leaders of uh, of Iran. And, and he took their bank accounts. And so what I've asked, what I've been calling for is to take the get back the money. These guys have given over $150 billion back to Iran. When I say these guys, I mean the Biden administration. Don't forget, you've got $80 billion that's also gone through in illegal gas sales or non-sanctioned gas and oil sales by Iran, which is funding all of this. We could stop that stuff tomorrow. But this administration but they're not won't. Doing it. They're not doing it. Okay, let's hope that cooler heads prevail, but that we don't, you know, you mentioned Trump. I mean, we, the world was much more secure. Mark and I were talking about that last hour um, under his administration, and they just see yeah. Biden as an absolute pushover. Um, I want to get an update from you on, uh, and I know Mark's got a question on this, the, the DHS um, Secretary Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security, um, three years in the making. Do you think you're close on the House impeaching uh, my orcas. Well, it's going to come out of committee sometime in the middle of the night. It'll it'll pass, and then it'll go to the floor. Um, 
the second that the speaker thinks he's got his votes, but he's, he's counting votes right now. And um, I don't know where he is. Um, I've talked to some people who um, were no before, and I'm trying to get him to come over and understand. But but the I, I don't know if we've got the votes because it, you've got like basically a one or two vote margin right now. Hmm. What's the chart? What's the charges? Real quick, just what's the what's at hand? Uh, uh, basically, the charges are um, willful failure to enforce the law. Um, placing the country at jeopardy, and then uh, uh, lying to Congress, lying to the American people, violating trust, and that's really the classic definition of, of high crime that the founders talked about was public official betraying the public trust, and you can't, you you would be unsafe and unwise to keep that person in office until the end of their term, okay. and we could do irreparable harm. There's a long list of those people in, in D.C. right now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. yeah, right. Go ahead, yeah, right, Mark. That, that's kind of leads into my question, Representative Biggs, is why this guy? Why Mayorkas? I mean, all kinds of people in the Obama, in, uh, Obama administration. No. Biden administration are, <laughs> are just as bad, including Biden himself. Why, why this one? And is this really just a political maneuver in an election year? Because even if it passes through the, the um, representatives in Congress, it, it's dead in the Senate. It, I don't see it. A conviction happening there? Yeah, no, he won't get convicted in the Senate. But you have to. It is it is our duty um, to do what we can do. We can't we can't control the Senate. But I can tell you this: um, if we don't do anything, and you allow somebody who has willfully violated um, all the the laws that he's violated, misrepresented to the country, and continues to promise bare minimum of two to three million people more in the next 12 months to come in, acknowledging where even the FBI director acknowledges that we have a national security threat risk that's extremely high because of the porous border, uh, it would be, uh, frankly, legislative malpractice not to impeach this guy. That's, that's what I, Mark and I had this argument last hour, Congressman. I said the same thing you said, so two, two to one, oh, man. So right, <laughs> two to one, so right, I, I, we win, we win, Mark. <laughs> I mean, isn't the easiest thing, though, to, to really dominate the elections and then you get rid of him and all the other people in the cabinet well, that's the administration, hope. you know, if you have a new president. But if I don't see this garnering any votes from the center and, you know, the center is what you really have to win. Um, you know, I love the right. Oh, so, so, so for you, it's all political. For me, it's it's moral and and, and must be principled as well. There you go. See, and the, and the reason that you do this is because he has created a danger to the country. We can't we can't afford twelve more months. Will, will he probably get twelve more months? Probably. Yeah, but, but Representative Biggs, it, you, you, aren't you empowering him though? Because he knows he's no, not going to be convicted. He's he's not. He feels above the law. Well, because well, even, already, even if you impeach him in the in the House, he's it's going to go to the Senate. He knows it's dead there, and so he feels empowered. He feels untouchable. Well, he already that by your logic, he already feels untouchable. So why should you ever even say anything? So what I believe can happen is because the ultimate is is to use the the purse strings, right? Well, once you've demonstrated that the House has the the spine and the backbone to actually impeach this guy. Maybe we can empower some of our people like our Speaker of the House to say we're not going to fund this government until they actually begin to shut down the border, give us border security. It, yeah. yeah it, well, it, is it, 
Congressman, um, Biden just needs you to give him one more uh, little bit of power. What was that thing that he said? Did you see that quote? Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd shut it down tomorrow if you just give him the authority. I mean, it's it's just utter nonsense. Um, all right, Congressman yeah. Andy Biggs is with us. Uh, what about an update on Ukraine and, um, well, the, the, the whole border protection, what Biden was saying, and, hey, you can get the border protection. We'll seal this thing up, whatever garbage he's throwing out there, Andy. Um, but I just I really need that $80 billion for Ukraine. What's what's the progress there? Well, so far, they don't have the votes for the $80 billion as the standalone in the House. So they're trying to um, do what they do, which is make a Christmas tree bill. And, and try to leverage that on the border. But they don't want to do real border reform. They want to do policy reform, which won't shut the border down because it's a lawless administration. I think that all three, that's something all three of us can agree. This is a lawless administration. So, um, tokens like HR2 doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have to actually get enforcement on the border. Um, so when they're talking about this, my understanding based on something I heard uh, two hours ago, is that th- one of the things they're kicking around is just sending a, a clean is- Israeli assistance uh, bill to the Senate okay. and, and, and then see what happens. Um, but, but Ukraine right now, at least, is going nowhere. It's not, it's not going to move this week. I don't think it's going to move next week either. So um, it, it's just in limbo right now. And they should do those individual bills. We were talking about that last hour. Yeah, so what is really holding this up? I mean, because the Republicans have a majority in the House. The Ukraine bill, the Israel bill, are the Republicans split? Are there the rhinos going on there? What's what's happening that they can't agree and push a bill through to the Senate on all three of the topics? Well, um, so the, you can't get the Ukraine money out um, without Democrats right now. Um, because, you know, people like me, I don't want to fund Ukraine anymore. Yeah. So, uh, um, not that I ever wanted to fund them, but <laughs> you, know, the, you, you weren't the, there in the beginning too, but we're on the same page right, on that's that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the, the bottom line is, is, um, the speaker is, is thinking of using Ukraine to get leverage to, to get border action. Now I keep telling him border policy does not equate to border action. So, so he's, he's, He's conflicted on that. The, the administration and the Senate all want Ukraine, Taiwan, Israel, and additional, um, uh, you know, funding for disaster relief into this bill. For so it's a hundred, a hundred ten billion dollar bill. And so um, the, spe- uh, the speaker said to his credit, he says, "No, that's dead. We're not going to do that. We're going to do each one separately." And so right now, there is no pressure to hurry up necessarily. Um, with anything other than Israel. Andy, I, I, I don't know. How many years have we done this now? Do they not have a calculator? I, I just, I hear these numbers and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You don't need a calculator when you have a printing press. I guess, I guess so. I guess it's our currency. It's the it's world's problem though, but it's also our problem at this point. Um, it's just insanity. I mean, they're never going to stop spending money like this. And I, well, first of all, they should do the individual votes. I'm, you know, and the speaker promised yeah. that, didn't he, to put all these up as, yep. hey, Ukraine, Israel, um, border, whatever. Uh, is it is that gone now? Well, apparently. I mean, I I just have no idea what he will or will not do. I mean, don't forget, we weren't going to do CRs. We weren't going to do. No. We were going to do everything by open rule. 
you know, and, and here's the, to your consternation, I, I'm actually sitting here, uh, I got back, got back to my office, just, okay. and I'm watching the floor speech of my colleague from Arizona, Schweikert, David Schweikert, and he has a poster up saying, we borrow, according to the Department of Treasury, $85,158 every second. <laughs> every, every second. Oh, wow. It's sick. It's sick. I've done the numbers. I, I mean, look, since it flipped to $34 trillion just at the beginning of this year, it's, it last I checked, it was another $80 billion. Nobody cares, though. Nobody cares. Yeah, um, yeah we're, looking, we're looking at next year at this time, you're at $36.5 trillion in national debt. Okay, final question from, from Mark here. Yeah, so my real interest in the Ukraine, Israel, all these type of deals, like there seems to be a difference between sending them our old weapons that we have stockpiled anyway we want to replace with new ones versus actually just sending them cash. Are you opposed to both those ideas, or would you be willing yeah. to say, hey, we've got old missiles that are yeah. generational? Yeah, no, no. Of them. no, no. Here's, so here's what's happening is the material that we have sent, by the way, we sent tons and tons. We can't, we can't even replenish. It's going to take seven to ten years, by most estimates, to replenish wow. what we've given away. And what we have found is you have, some of the materials ended up in there's a, there's a Central African civil war going on. There always is in Africa, it seems like, but <laughs> yeah. uh, some of some of our material has actually ended up there. Yeah. And uh, and the same thing with, where did they find, they find some Jeeps somewhere else in, in, uh, in Europe, you know? I mean, so Ukraine was one of the most corrupt nations before the war. They remain, they <laughs> remain one of the most corrupt nations. They're, 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 they're skimming off the top. And I guess that happens a lot with war material and money. And then they're turning around and depositing that stuff throughout the world and making money and, and running off and hiding in, in the safe havens. Yeah, making money off of all this stuff. And then you have replenishing this has become impossible on our side. Let's hope we don't have a world conflict like World War II. Okay, Congressman. Exactly. Hey, I always appreciate the times. Any good news? Is there anything like <laughs> you can look? Oh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Trying to think, think but it, well, the good news is, is Mayorkas will, uh, the impeachment vote on Mayorkas will, will pass out of the Homeland Security today. Okay. So at least that, that, that'll be, the that'll committee, be something. The committee. Okay. All right, Congressman. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk with you real soon. Hey, I always appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate okay. it. Take care. Yeah. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. The replacement of the military hardware is astounding. I had heard that before that we were like mm. many years to replace this and that we have, you know, ammunition issues. Um, the shells, I can't remember the, the size, the, the, the mortar shells, things like that, mm-hmm. which is like a mainstay right. for military action uh, is, is there's problems there. And I often think Mark, what would happen if you had a world war two type scenario, we had to gear up when so many of our factories were geared out. You know, the great sucking sound, as Ross Perot said, is, yeah. you know, manufacturing in China and possibly our adversaries. No, there's a, there is this issue of, you know, we've stockpiled a lot of weapons over the years. And yeah. now you've got weapons that are decade old, two decades old. They work. That work. Yeah. There's only so long you want your bullets to sit on the shelf. Even if you're a you know homeowner, you don't want to have 30-year-old bullets that have been exposed to moisture and no. not for 30 years. <laughs> we don't, go dud, dud. We don't have bang, that bang. quite problem here, but could you imagine the, a lot right, of the so world, yeah. A lot of the military, you know, we just need to, it needs to be disposed of anyway. Um, 
Yeah, so, but I think what he was saying was the replacement side. Right. Is, so to bring in the new generation. Yeah, how long weapons. does that take? And that's something where yep. if we had people that actually had planning capabilities, you'd be like, and I'm sure we do, but they're probably not listened to. There's probably somebody in the military saying, whoa, whoa. I'm sure there's lots of people saying, hey, this is a problem. But, the, you know, the people at the top that have no experience that we've been right. talking about, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because why? Because I get reelected every two years that's right. or four years. And that's yeah. all I care about. Yeah, you're going to be in the military here for 20 or 30 years. But hey, I got an election coming up, so let's. My people say, move the stuff to Ukraine, and we move the stuff to Ukraine, right? Yeah, it's, so it's, it's ridiculous. The election thing, we often often talk about term limits, and you know, I've been looking at the uh, Mexican general election, which is coming up June second of yeah. this year, twenty twenty four. And so the Mexican president serves for six years, yeah, and then is done. Turned out one time, one yeah. time, yeah. And so they've got a this gal Claudia Scheinbaum is going to be the next Mexican president. She's, She's up by sixteen twenty points, huge like points, that, yeah. yeah, and. Um, you know, she's not even Mexican or Spanish. She's descendants uh, of Lithuanian and Bulgarian. But she's Mexican, but her family. Born, and born yeah, in Mexico, yeah, but yeah. her family is Lithuanian and Bulgarian. Yeah, it's interesting. People, not Hispanic at people all. People think of Mexico as very, you know, um, uh, I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually, like Japan is like that, but Mexico has a lot of different mm-hmm. people from different cultures, but different areas of the world. Yeah, and they've got, I mean, just reading up about their coming up election, you know, they've got a rule in one of their houses that, that has 500 seats that one party can never have more than 300 seats. No matter how many votes you get, it doesn't matter. You're capped out. You're You're maxed out. out. (laughs) That might not be a bad idea, but Uh, then again, Mexico is not working. So (laughs) do you really want to take lessons from that? All right, let's come back. Talk a little more, more about that. Some bills here in Arizona at the legislature. And remember, if you get a rock ship in your windshield, call diamond auto glass. Uh, they'll take care of that. Make sure it doesn't spread cause more problems i guess more weather's coming i guess the seven inches it's maybe about to change yeah. i need to get out of flagstaff and get down and down to some uh <laughs> i'll take rain low elevation i'll retreat. take rain or bring the tractor back up anyway call diamond auto glass 928-779-4140 they'll take care of your windshield get that rock chip fake uh repaired uh also if you need a whole new windshield to work with your insurance company they do a great job been going there for years diamond auto glass 928-779-4140 or go to the difference is clear.com If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Eric and Lisa Boatner have been doing a great job at Allstate Agency and Flagstaff for Angela and I, saving us a lot of money when it comes to our auto, our home policies. Check them out. Uh, you should shop your policies around. <laughs> I'd do it soon. It's, I can't believe how much insurance has gone up, especially the past year, especially Arizona. Arizona Coconino County specifically has been, it's like redlined. It's like, it's, it's, it's very, very expensive. It's gone up a lot. But I was able to save with Eric Boatner and Lisa Boatner, Allstate Agency and Flagstaff. Call them up, see what they can do for you. 928 8722 928-774-8722 Mexico should, I mean, Mexico is a prosperous country. I think relative to the U.S., we, we look at it differently, but there, you've traveled a lot around the world. Yeah. There's people that would 
die to live in Mexico compared to uh, Andy Biggs just mentioned like sub-Saharan Africa and little conflicts. They have yeah, I was just looking at uh, the news about Ethiopia, you know, they're back in another food crisis and starvation. You know, if you remember back to yeah. live aid in the eighties and all yeah. that, Ethiopia was starving to death. Well, they're back. Regions yeah. of Ethiopia, not the whole country. But that's a part of the country. I think that's where the media always goes crazy. Yeah. Because I mean, there's plenty of places. That, that's, that's what feeds the, uh, the Nile. Yes. In certain parts, it's very wet. Yeah. And, you they, know, and the government's used, uh, call it a starvation tactic against their enemies. And uh, Yeah, there's, there's definitely. There's that. So, yeah. Africa's been a mess. Uh, yeah. And I was just looking at, you know, Representative Biggs mentioned weapons sent to Ukraine that have ended up in Africa. On the black market. And yeah. I was, so I, you know, Google that real quick or duck, duck, go to whatever I just did. <laughs> and uh, it says, uh, this is, this is from TASS and I'll tell you who that's from. Uh, about 20% of weapons sent to Kiev end up on black market. I believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's so low. Okay. So the claim is coming from the Russian news agency. Okay. So a well, bit of propaganda there, but yeah. I think the right, I mean, it's obvious Ukraine, like representative big said, Ukraine is not this like uh, gloriously upright, Country, you know, the government, Zelensky and all these guys are not like saints. These are not. Uh, the dude was a comedian, yeah. right? And then, and now he's got houses all over the world. <laughs> like, Come on. Uh, right. To connect the dots there. So it's, you you know, know? it's really easy for the elite to take the weapons and say, well, we want money, not weapons, you know, for the ones that aren't involved in the war, the, yeah. the uh, higher end, and just, and just sell them, resell well, them to it, Africa. Well, and it's great to, to you're, if you're someone making in, in the weapons industry, Oh yeah, take the old stock. Why? Because I'm going to make the new stock. Yeah, right. So this yep. is this is great. I guess if you got you know positions and in those we, industries, do, we remember who Biden released in exchange for the basketball player. Not too oh, yeah, long yeah, ago. Victor Boot. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 Merchant of Death. Merchant of the biggest arms dealer yeah. in the world. Yeah. Black market arms dealer. He was siphoning stuff off Ukraine when the Soviet Union collapsed and yeah. sending it to conflicts. In Africa. in Africa, nothing's changed. No, nothing ever changes. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing. Um, so they'll keep those conflicts going. I just hope cooler heads prevail because I don't know. We haven't had a good track record with these conflicts. Afghanistan was a disaster. Iraq's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Vietnam was a disaster. I mean, you name it. Iran, Iraq. I mean, for years the U.S. and the Soviets were fighting a proxy war in yeah. Iran and Iraq. Just yeah. and we weren't there boots on the ground, really. Maybe some special forces. Well, we were but, helping Iraq. But we were supplying, Iraq. yeah, we were supplying the Iraqis, the Russians were supplying We the were Saddam's buddy. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just, I mean, how many times do you have to see this stuff before you're finally like, okay, I get it. You've got to get it. stop giving weapons to anybody who's not yeah. a true ally. Um, another problem with Africa, real quick, is not just the arms that flow in there, but all of the stuff. And um, again, I've told you this book many times, read, read one of two Jim Rogers books where he traveled around the world world um, investment biker um, is, is a great one. That's a little older back from the nineties, but he talks about Africa and all those um, collections that people do to send garments and clothes. Yep. They all wind up on the black market. They're sold for nothing and it destroys the local. It That's has right. destroyed the local garment uh, manufacturers, this and that. And they, they, they can't provide their own clothes, food. You destroy that stuff. The classic, um, you know, the Super Bowl makes all kinds of shirts for both teams. Yeah. Not knowing which one's going to win. Yeah, yeah. They Super Bowl the, champ. Yeah. Super Bowl champ. They take the loser shirts, yeah. send them to Africa, flood the market with yep. these shirts, and the local guy who's trying to make shirts is being put out of business. And we do that with food. We do it with textiles. Yeah. In all sorts of ways. And we're destroying... Are giving our well-intentioned giving, which isn't smart. It's as bad as giving to the guy on the corner, the yeah, beggar on the corner. It's not a good idea. You can't do this. You've got yeah. to stop. You mentioned Super Bowl, and I, I, I just 
they, they're going to ruin the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift. They might as well just put her in the game. Well, I, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. It's oh. in Vegas too, so it's what's that? The Super Bowl is in Vegas this year, so it's yeah. already you know that's Taylor Swift. I'm so tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. You know what I'm not tired of though, Mark? It's the Marcos Pizza. I love best, pizza. Best pizza, best wings, um, great craft beers. Three locations in Flagstaff. Get a great pizza. I love the. I always forget if it's Jerry's or Gary's. It's a. It's like got a bunch of stuff on the pizza. I'm not. I'm not painting a good picture, but we. <laughs> it's either Jerry or Gary, and Dave's probably listening. He's like, "Come on, man, come on, do do better you like, than that." You like Jeff. your pizza with lots of. Oh yeah, it's got it's got all that stuff. I mean, it's, so although it's the heartburn issue, you know, I got to be a little more careful. Uh, yeah. You know, so. I just went to New Marcos. I got the green chili. Oh yeah, you were going for it. You added hot, some hot sauce. You get the, the 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 buffalo bread too, and you can make that extra yeah. spicy. So yeah, Namarco's Pizza, three locations. You can also order online at namarcospizza.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gettles High Desert Mechanical. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, Mark Howitz here with me. Hey, if you haven't watched the uh, video I did with Carrie Lake uh, yesterday, uh, it's, it's gotten quite a few hits on Rumble and on YouTube. Check that out. Go to talkwithjeff.com. You can subscribe to either one of those. Some people hate Rumble, some people hate YouTube. So we've got both. Sure. I like Rumble. I actually do like Rumble. I think they're I do being a little more fair with... Um, they, they're not censoring. censorship. Yes. YouTube <laughs> has heavy, heavy censorship. But I get people are still into YouTube, so I try to give those options. But I ain't doing Facebook, so too bad. No, you know, a lot of people are talking, especially Carrie Lake, about election fraud. But the real, <clears throat> if you want to call it fraud, is just the YouTube, the Google... All these big power tech players who really control the information you get. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what, enough what's to the swing. Algorithms? Yeah. You know, easily swing one, two, three percent of the vote. Which and, what you're talking about last hour? That's all. All it might take, right? That's all it took. That's all it took in Carrie Lake's election. Yeah. What's up with gas prices? You you just took a trip to Phoenix. Oh yeah. Tell me. Um, I gotta go down there pretty soon, but. So I I lived in Phoenix for six months back in 2005 when I was working at the legislature. Yeah. And, you know, you, there were some rough areas and a few homeless people. It is such a disaster. And people who live on the periphery of Phoenix, you know, Gilbert, Fountain Hill, Scottsdale, they don't really notice. But when you actually get into Phoenix, the city of Phoenix, what a slum. Like the core. The core. Yeah, it's become such a slum. I got off the highway on I-17 and (laughs) Cactus. really hates Phoenix. (laughs) I couldn't believe. I stopped at the the gas station there at I-17 and Cactus. And it used to, I've stopped there before, and it used to be pretty normal. Yeah. It was just a homeless slum around it, you know. A guy with his pants half down outside the store. Oh, it's only half down. Yeah, and, you know, armed security guard with a bulletproof vest on trying to keep people. At, like, a gas station? At the gas station. Oh, my and gosh. Like, it was, I can't describe the disaster of mess yeah. on the sidewalks of just 
nasty garbage everywhere and just nasty people doing remember, drugs. Remember and, the camp that they, the, what was that called? The zone? The zone down by the That Capitol. they finally, supposedly, I haven't been down there to see it myself, but supposedly finally dismantled, but open drug use. It was, oh yeah, it was, I was talking to Goldwater one time, Goldwater Institute, because the businesses were suing around there because their, yeah. their property values are just being destroyed because of Phoenix. Well, look, Phoenix is, is it the fifth largest or is it the Phoenix metro area? Fifth largest in the nation. It's, it's like one of the it's, it's it's one of the it's in the top five, top six, whatever. Um, I don't see this changing over time. I see more people who have means, and you, you're talking five and a half million people just in that metro area. Mm-hmm. So it just takes a small percentage, and this will lead to our next topic, which is the the forever topic, which is housing. Mm-hmm. Um, it only takes a small percentage of them to have you know maybe above average income. I'm going to buy a second home. Yep. I'm going to stay in um, a vacation rental up there that mm-hmm. maybe would have been on the market. Um, so that that's, I don't see that changing and they are having a huge impact on the markets in Northern Arizona and, and other places in the state, it the is, housing market. That, that's a problem. But th- you know, this, what I saw was not people that are like desperately looking for housing and jobs. This was people just, you know, the open They've drug given up, use, it's done. Yeah. They're just thugs. Yeah. It's, it's really sad for a human to get to that condition. It is, but it's, you know, it's center of Phoenix is now Democrat run. You know, if you look yeah. at the districts down blue there, blue. Yep. it's blue is blue. And even the people that are calling themselves Republicans, like the Maricopa County Recorder and stuff, they're not true Republicans. They're rhinos. And I'll just you have to be it. soft Republicans in these areas to even, even have a chance. Even right? have a hope. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's and once the Democrats get into these inner cities, they never leave. Well, you would think that Baltimore or Detroit or, you know, any of these areas that have been run by the Democrat in New York City that all the failures of 40, 50, 60 it, years, they would, change, they, would, they would think, maybe I should vote for somebody new. No. Like, this ain't working. I'm going to vote for a different party even. I, I don't know. They don't do it. Well, so here's what the legislature's doing. And these are Republican bills. And I told you at the beginning of this legislative session that you would see more and more housing bills because that's the hot button issue because people mm-hmm. are, I acknowledge, having trouble paying for housing in Arizona, whether it be rentals or buying a home. That's a fact. So... Yeah. What do you do? The politicians who are all up for election, they got to figure out a way to promise that, hey, we're going to impact the, the cost of housing. Now, they may be onto something here, but it's a local versus statewide issue. You got a couple of bills. I got House Bill 2570 and SB 1112. Those are both um, concurrent bills, they call them. So they're running at the same time. Same time, yeah. Yep. Block municipalities from adopting rules mandating specific design, architectural or aesthetic elements for new homes, and it would bar cities from requiring homeowner associations or common walls, landscaping, and other features maintained by HOA fees, and, and, and basically um, reduce zoning uh, setbacks. So the, the distance you can build from another property mm-hmm. to like, it would be like a five-foot minimum. So they want to basically put, just say statewide, we're going to have this kind of issue, not local zoning. Okay. You're a builder, Mark. It's a mixed bag. Uh, <clears throat> okay. I'm not big into reducing setbacks. We've seen that here in Flagstaff in the new Timber Sky neighborhood. And they're having problems with the drainage between the houses. Is that the Butler one? No, that's no. the one out by on the west side. By oh, Florida. okay. Okay. And so yeah. I, I've gone Sorry. out there and the houses are, you know, they're selling for a million dollars or whatever. But they're so close together. You don't actually have enough room for the roof to drain the water off and then oh. the water's to escape. And you're, each neighbor's flooding each other's yard because their houses get so close together. You get rot and all that, yeah. There's a point where you should just make it a townhouse. Just join them. 
or leave enough space yeah, between I, them. I, and I mentioned Butler. I saw some new homes going up there, and I was like, there's like, th- there can't be two feet between these homes. Yep. I was like, it would have been cheaper just to have a shared wall. Yeah, just do a fire wall between Just them do a block wall, yeah. And you do need all kinds of housing. I mean, some people want to live on an acre of land. Some people want to live in an HOA community where they don't have to paint the outside. They don't have to manicure their lawn. They don't have to do I get it. Yada, yada, yada. They, they want zero maintenance. I want 5,000 acres and my house in the direct middle to keep out any bureaucrats with a clipboard. But I like, am more that style. <laughs> indeed. But we did. The other part of that bill talking about, uh, you know, not allowing cities to require certain design elements and uh, HOAs because all those add to the cost of the housing. You know, if you, you got your mortgage payment, say it's $3,000 a month, then now you got a $200 housing. Uh, oh, HOA fee. HOA fee. Yeah, yeah. And just the design to originally build a house. And Sedona has this problem. They, were, they have all kinds of limits and design criteria that make the housing a lot more expensive to build in the first place. If we're building for $400 a square feet up here in Flag, it's 500 600 in Sedona because of the, all their restrictions. Additional requirements. requirements. Okay. Yep. So that's a local issue, though. It's a local issue. But the, the state guys are saying, whoever's it's a Republican bill, I believe, they're saying, hey, we know it's a local issue. These, these local localities are juicing up the price of everything. Mm-hmm. Let's put in some uniform statewide regulations. Let's say you can't have these regulations. Well, here comes the problem is if you're in Sedona and you're one of the people that owns a multimillion dollar home, you want everything to look on par with your home. The turquoise arches. Yeah. You, don't, <laughs> you don't want, uh, you know, affordable housing that looks different, looks poor, doesn't look as fancy as yours. Yeah. You want the whole city. But at the same time, you're forcing out your labor force. You know, where do people live? that need to work at the restaurants in Sedona, do the construction industry, clean the hotels. I hear it. I hear it. But I can guarantee, I, I understand the problem, but I can guarantee you the politicians won't fix, won't it. fix it. And they're going to make it worse. So right. it's like you have a market side that, that takes care of it, or you have a politician, a political side. Mm-hmm. And the political side always fails. So this has always been my question. I mean, if you go back into the Bible, there was this thing called the year of Jubilee. Every 50 years, the land would go back to the original owner. And it would just like somebody would acquire a whole bunch of land, but every 50 years it would distribute back out to whoever originally owned it. So everybody would have a piece. And so what is the modern equivalent of that? I'm going to sound like some kind of socialist here, but (laughs) the reality is all the money in any society, all the money in all the real estate works its way towards the top eventually. And I'm in, we're both in the rental business Mm -hmm. and I'm like, the more rentals I can get, the better. Mm -hmm. But every rental I have is one more home or one more whatever that someone else cannot buy. Yeah. Because I've taken it off the market as a, as a landlord. And I say you give yours away. I'll keep mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking just the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what is the solution? You know, we can keep, keep building more houses. But, you know, as he- homes and real estate are a good hedge against um, hard times, hard economic times. And also, if you don't have anywhere to invest your money, you're crazy rich. What are you going to do? You people know? park their money. Park their money in, a house, in yeah. real estate, yeah. right? Yep. And then you can make it a rental. You can make it a VRBO, you know, short-term rental. Sit on it. Sit on it. Land bank, whatever. Yeah. You know. yeah. And, and so how do we free up homes to get back in the hands of people? Well, this is a long discussion. Maybe one day we just need to do a two-hour podcast yeah, on this. open-ended because, question. Because like I was talking about last hour, when we were talking about the, the forest company that filed for bankruptcy here in northern Arizona, mm-hmm. um, Restoration Forest Products right. for bankruptcy protection. Still operating, and we got an article up at talkwithjeff.com, uh, and we were talking about the size of the forest. Well, we got land scarcity that's created by everybody wants all the open space, all the yeah. open pine forests, and I do. I, I'm there, too. 
But if you really want to address housing, you make more land available. You've got to do a lot of land. There's over 80% of the land around Flagstaff. Yeah, Yeah, it's government. Uh, You know, about 70% around Prescott. Yeah. Crazy amounts around Sedona. It's government land in some form. BLM, state trust land. Yeah, we're like the size of Rhode Island if you get rid of all the government (laughs) land, right? But then the other issue is the government with um, the interest rates and the way they artificially um, so the government hurt housing, interest rates. The government hurt housing more than anything because yeah. of inflation drove up the price. And then with the interest rates, it drove up the price even more to actually be able to afford to buy a house. And you can, you know, talk to Kelly Broadus or anybody that's in real estate. They're going to say, Hey, the top end homes, the multi-million dollar homes are still selling for cash. Yeah. And, but the working class can't get, they can't come up with the down payment. They can't come up with the down I, payment. Look, I'm in a rental business and you are too. I mean, yep. I have people that can't come up with, um, you know, security deposits. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to, t- I need to do that because that's our business practice. We need to protect ourselves. Oh if, yeah. You know, something goes wrong. So I get that. I, th- I think that the politicians though, I know, and definitely on the left, but now on the right as well, some of them, I think this bill recognizes the government intervention side of this, right? Okay. So here's but two things I, about- they're failing on the, on so many other counts to recognize the, mm, the fault that government has in this and the fault that we all have for letting them get like this. Yeah. There's, there's a few really good politicians. I think Andy Biggs is one of them, but most politicians won't do anything until it either affects their personal pocketbook or their personal life or some tragedy happens. A classic example is, you know, we finally passed a don't text and drive bill in Arizona, Mm -hmm. but what did it take? You know, lots of people had died in crashes because of not texting. Finally, a police officer was killed. Mm. And that's when the politicians There's always said, a tipping point. That was yeah, their tipping point. That was the tipping point, yeah. And uh, we see that. They won't act until it, it either benefits them in some personal way or there's some public outcry tipping point. I, get, I was in the no texting. I didn't want government to have a law to oppose texting because I'm still of this belief that there's personal responsibility. Yeah. So when this came up in Flagstaff, <laughs> um, when this came up in Flagstaff, I was actually on the council. I was like, okay, f- fine. No texting while you're driving. But when you come to a stoplight, I don't care. I'd rather have you do that than trying to sneak it while you're driving. Right. So I tried to find that compromise and say, look, yeah, you shouldn't be texting while you're driving. Everybody should know that, right? Yep. So you get to a stoplight, you can do your texting there. But then I have a problem with that now too, because I'll be at a stoplight. Nobody moves anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm like, stop texting. The light has changed. So, you know, I, when I worked at the legislature down there, they, were, they would talked about something like 47% of drivers in Arizona were uninsured or underinsured. Wow, that's huge. And I did some statistics. And it's gotten better because now we have electronic reporting to the DMV, if, yeah. whether or not you've, or MVD, whatever we call it here in the state yeah. of Arizona, if you have insurance or not, right? And so we've gotten tougher about that, but there's still about 20% of the cars on the road in Arizona have zero insurance. That's amazing. Right? That's scary. And so when I was at the Capitol, the Republicans were trying to push through bills, um, the hardcore ones, to say, hey, let's have strict penalties that if you're driving around without insurance, you know, we're just going to take your car or something. And the Democrats wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do anything. Finally, one of them, and I think he was on the way to the Capitol, got hit by an uninsured driver and injured. And then it was a big deal. And then so he's like, well, let's pass a bill that says <laughs> if you have no insurance and you hit somebody and they get injured, then we, we should take some action against you. What do you do? Find them? They didn't have any money to begin with. That's why they didn't have insurance. (laughs) And that's what the Democrats always argued. They're like, you're just beating down the poor because if you give them a fine, then they really can't afford the insurance. Hmm. But, you know, there comes a point where there's personal responsibility. And part of that is having insurance to protect the other driver on the road. And we've got such low rates. I mean, $15,000 
um, accident, you know, insurance oh, yeah, minimums. Yeah. With nowadays, you can't buy a car for 15. You can't, yeah. you yeah. can hardly fix one for that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a good point. They, they take action when you hit that tipping point, but oftentimes they take action when it's politically expedient. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say, yeah. when it's an election, election year. year, which is always an election year, right? All right. Hey, if you are looking at buying a new home, uh, maybe you are a first time buyer, Kim Dawson at Nova home loans. Uh, she, uh, here's the thing. Nova's, Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender. Kim Dawson can work like a bank through Nova Home Loans. She can also work like a broker. So find you the best programs out there. There are a lot of good programs where you don't have, like my first home is 10% down. And that's, that'd be pretty tough right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 500,000, let's say. So 50,000 bucks. You know a house coming for up sale for 500,000? I know. Grab that. That's a, <laughs> crazy, right? Uh, anyway, there's, there's programs out there to help you out. Plus, if you're kind of mired in credit card debt and you already have a home, maybe you can do a refinance where you get a lower interest rate and try to get out of that because it's, it's hard to dig out. with You never dig out with the minimum payment on those credit cards. Mention the Jeff Orvich Show. Get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Save a little bit there. 928-310-6458. Kim Dawson at 928-310-6458. Or go to NovaHomeLoans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. did predict that gas prices were going to go down. I am kind of shocked. Well below three. Yeah. It's, um, what, what's that? It's an election year. There's nothing left in the strategic oil reserve. Though. Where are they getting it from? Yeah. You you know? Know? Well, Biden's making deals with you know, Iran yeah, and elsewhere. Yeah, is Venezuela our friend again and this and that. So, yeah, you're right. They'll get it down. I don't know. It usually goes up in the spring, though. So we'll see. Here's the thing. The, the Democrats know that if gas is four to five bucks a gallon, yeah. they're going to lose this election. Yeah. If it's down in the twos... Low threes. Low threes, they'll probably win. Twos, they'll win. That's I, I the reality. Just, I cannot still fathom Biden winning. I, I know what you were saying earlier yep. with the Trump and everything, and I just I want to have um, more faith in humanity that you'd look at him and say, really, we can't do this. If he's the nominee, which yes, my, the, my contention the is. The Republicans are so stupid. They're going to keep talking about immigration. <laughs> They're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Immigration is huge, though. It's not, that is, that is um, impacting Democrats are starting to come around to that a little bit. It's not enough of a deal. Uh, the average person is faced with, how can I make my mortgage payment? How can I afford the food prices? Yeah. The number one thing Republicans should be talking about right now is food prices. Yeah. Well, they, they should make promises to bring food prices down. Oh, my gosh. Please. Because you know they can't. They caused it to go high through inflation <laughs> through $10 trillion of money printing. People, and all this borrowed money. Yeah, people are going to vote where they're feeling it in their pocket. Those people are hopeless. But you know what's not hopeless? is going to talkwithjeff.com and subscribing. <laughs> you at least you get something from that. You get an article or two, right? Do it's it. It's worth it. Just do it. Mark, I appreciate I it. it. Be back here tomorrow. Everybody have a great, safe night. Take care. See you soon.
Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orr Show. Portions of the show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orvitz Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.